0: This podcast was previously recorded on February 27th of 2015. Jim and Aaron are still having lunch every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Join Club Bald Move to watch these lunches live. You can also connect with us on the forums.baldmove.com or on Twitter with the hashtag Bald Lunch.
1: Hey everybody, Bald move here. Lunch with Jim and Aaron. I just got
0: out of the shower. <laughs> I just got out of the pizza. Oh yeah? Yeah. All right. Had one of those uh, Gino's Easts. It's tough to get out of that pizza, Gino east, I gotta say. It's the beast from
1: the east, bringing the deep dish. Yeah, Sicilian you, you kind of sink down into the tomato sauce and I'm, I applaud you for getting out of it. Yeah. That's not easy to do.
0: It was a, it was a tough struggle. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of ideas for things to talk about. Uh one thing I'm I'm really excited about uh, a year and a half ago, I ordered a Kickstarter for um for a Christmas present for the um personal arrogance crew, Jesse yeah. and Eric, because they introduced me to Paint and Take, which is a PAX, uh, which is a video game expo thing that we've been going with them for several years. It's a PAX tradition where this company called reaper um you can go for free grab a little miniature who's you know about the size of your thumb and they have paints and brushes and artists there to advise you and you can sit down for about an hour and a half or so and paint the miniature if you don't get it done in a lot of time you can come back and finish it um and it's really cool service it's a good way to kind of sit down in a quiet place and you know talk with your friends and do something relaxing Mm -hmm. So the cool thing about the Reaper deal is they have a Kickstarter about every other year where they kickstart like hundreds of new figures that they want to sell, and if you back them, you get the whole kit. And it's like a one low price, like 100 dollars, and it starts out with 100 figures, which is already like two-thirds off. Most of these figures like 299 retail.: Yeah. But as they get more and more money, it gets insane. So like stretch goals, the stretch goals gets it to be like, I got something like 300 different figures. Wow. Um, And so that just came finally this week. And I got the, like the base, the core set here. So you can get it. I'm not going to open it because this is actually the guys. I should have brought mine over, but this is kind of like, what you're looking at—it's Dungeons and Dragons. There's all kinds of different genres. There's some science fiction dudes. There's some Western cowboy stuff. There's zombies, um, all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, you can paint them. I think we're going to might do this in studio one week for lunch with Jim and Aaron. Sounds cool.
1: I'm terrible at it, but I'll, but, I'll give it a go.
0: Yeah, uh, don't tell Eric and Jesse because. <laughs> uh, it's a Actually, they already know about it. All right. Um, but we're going to be sending that out. Uh, something else we could talk about is I just saw Edge of Tomorrow last night. Oh, cool. I haven't seen that yet. I saw it was on HBO Go. That's exactly what I saw. Yeah. and I It's in my it up. list. I ordered it up. Um, so we could talk a little bit about that. Is that uh, interesting to you? And also, let me turn the Q&A app on. Yeah, I don't I
1: don't want too many spoilers, though. I don't know if there is much no. to spoil. What am I, an asshole? <laughs> Well, I know the basic premise, right? It's a guy who is in a battle and gets kind of Groundhog Day. It's ex- it's uh, so
0: much dude, during this
1: battle. So much Groundhog Day. And they have to figure out how to win this battle. Him and Scarlett Johansson, I think.
0: Uh, no, it's shit. Some British Emily. Uh, mm-hmm. God damn it. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to. Bunting. T- Emily Nossum. Uh, uh, edge of Tomorrow. Let's see, Emily Blunt. Yes, Blunt. Emily Blunt okay. is the is the full metal bitch, as she is dubbed. Uh, she's the she's the angel of Verdun, which I think is cool. They do Ooh, okay a lot of World War II and World War One subtext going on here too. Huh. Nice. Um, so I enjoyed the movie. Everything about it militarily is a joke. Like its military accuracy is roughly on par with Starship Troopers. Okay but what it, and and I've heard different things behind the scenes where the person who wrote the story was inspired by playing like call of duty and battlefield. The concept of you, if you're giving enough lives, you can go from not having any idea what you're doing to an elite warrior just for memorization and, Mm -hmm. and getting lifetimes worth of experience. Sure. And I thought it was a pretty reasonable hook for a movie.
1: Yeah. It, it immediately hooked me. I like Tom Cruise. I, I know he's kind of crazy, but he's polarizing. I, I, but I like his movies. I think he's a good actor. He's a great action hero,
0: too. Yes. Even though he's like four foot eleven and like 50 years old now. You put a man to the dude. The I, dude I know it's, it's not just ripped. He's not aging. <laughs> his face is not aging. He looks like he's a 30 something year old I, in this movie. It's insane.
1: Uh, there was another movie I saw with him in it recently. Um. That I thought the same. It was the Jack Reacher thing. Jack Reach Around. Which yeah. is
0: hilarious because I've uh, those books, uh, the Jack Reacher character is supposed to be this towering, like six foot six hulking dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I was he, skep- he pulls it off. I was skeptical, but uh, he had me at, I'll drink blood from your boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, sure. He's a fully insane character, but yeah, I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, um, and he's had a bit of a renaissance for me too. Like Tropic Thunder, his... His part in Tropic Thunder just blew my mind.
0: It's amazing that I thought around the war of the world, -er, the war of the worlds, that he was just a toxic property. Between his Scientology and the Oprah couch couch dancing and Mm. his whole weird, increasingly weird marriage and relationships that people were getting behind the scenes, Uh that just you can't recover from that. But the goddamn, the guy... Uh he he plus that Tropic Thunder and rips off uh you know Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Uh, what
1: was the one where he plays fucking rock and roll? Oh yeah. Uh, the, um
0: Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages, yeah. Where he plays um kind of uh, uh, who's the lead singer for Motley or not Motley Crew, um Guns and Roses, Axel Rose. Yeah. He plays essentially an Axl Rose type. Yeah,
1: I mean he's had like back-to-back roles that just have really impressed me with both his range and just his ability. And I've always kind of been a fan anyway.
0: What I thought was cool is that he starts the movie as like a coward and a deserter mm-hmm. and Bill Paxton plays this particular sergeant character. Who's is just great. <laughs> Game
1: over, man. Game over.
0: No, he's like a hyper religious, hyper gung ho. And he's kind of surprisingly old in this movie. Well, Bill Paxton is old. I don't like know. a, like a, Colonel Sanders type of guy. He's from Kentucky, but they're fighting in some global UN army. So you've got Southern fried rejects and Liverpool rejects and Tom okay. Cruise is a Marine. that's kind of a deserter and a bit of a dick and
1: mm-hmm.
0: Emily Blunt's a badass. but I, and then he eventually realizes the, uh, the
1: necessity of being awesome or what?
0: Like, he well, goes it's like, from- it's like, it's literally like groundhog day. No matter okay. what you do, you are stuck in this situation and he takes it. Like it, I, again, I'm surprised at how much they just ripped off groundhog day and to what extent it works. Yeah. Like he tries so many different things before he, you know, there's lots of montages of him dying in very funny ways. Um, how good is he at piano by the end of it? No, nah, he can't play piano <laughs> with a damn. Okay. And there's some questions where I didn't have with groundhog day that did like, uh, you know, groundhog day, he essentially was free to do whatever he wanted mm-hmm. in this movie it took heroic measures for him to avoid being slotted into the battle. So like, huh. I believe that Bill Murray could get a working knowledge of everyone within a three mile radius of this town. Yeah. It's harder for me to believe that Tom Cruise had that same kind of omniscient power about all these different dudes, but whatever mm-hmm. the plot required it. But, uh,
1: okay. Yeah. I'll have to see it to, to really form my opinion, but it, it definitely sounds interesting to me.
0: Yep. I, I, I think the Groundhog Day format is something that you could do. Like I was like, would it be cool to see like the Groundhog Day in a Game of Thrones type of situation? Like in medieval, like where they it's everything's more mystical and there's less less people would be just like, How the hell is this happening? They just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like that's a concept that you could hammer into a lot of different shapes.
1: Oh yeah. It it feels like a roguelike. Uh to me like I wonder if they could make a game specifically around that premise Hmm. not just like a roguelike where you continuously die and learn and get better but like something more tailored to the kind of Groundhog Day experience yeah
0: I don't know so what did you, you you said you've been watching a lot of West Wing uh, not a lot. No, I got a few episodes into the first season. Um, what made you decide what got a wild hair up your ass to start watching?
1: Uh, it was one of my suggested things on Netflix. God I was damn like it Netflix, you know what? I'm going to turn this on and watch it in the background while I do some work that didn't work. I ended up so engrossed in the show that by <laughs> the end of the first episode, I was like, yep, I got to stop working and watch this for a little bit. Uh, I really thought it was interesting. So so my knowledge of Rob Lowe starts about Parks and Rec. Time. Chris Drager. Yes, it's literally
0: where your knowledge of Rob Lowe begins. Okay. Yes,
1: uh, and so I see him as this like really overly nice and courteous and interested guy. Whereas in this, he plays more of an Aaron Sorkin character, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's it was cool to see that for me um, and see, see him quite a bit younger. I mean, when's oh this, yeah. I don't know when this The days of
0: this were the mid-90s, right? Really? Wow. I'm pretty sure. Because it's also, you you mentioned the um, final episode was 2006. So yeah, it must have debuted in the, the, ah. the late 90s. 99 to 2006. Wow, okay. Um, Which is actually later than I thought. So yeah, that was 15 years ago. I watched quite a bit of this back in the day because I've always been interested in politics. Uh-huh. Um, but it was something that vaguely horrified all of my friends and family members. Sure. Because of the uh whole church aspect of the deal. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it was on Thursday nights. Oh yeah, that's a conflict. Which like it's the reason I didn't watch my Seinfeld because I had that's meeting night, man. Yeah I had to go people who don't know, we would go to church for two hours at night. Yeah. It was like back in the day it was like five, six hours of church going per week. Oh, easily. That's yeah. a bare minimum.
1: And that's just being in the church and then you gotta go out
0: in field service. And that's and... like the pieces of flair, how much you know. <laughs> The, the field services yeah, so you don't yeah. have to a lot of people didn't go to book study either if you want to choose not to go to book study or out in field service that's okay but you know there's guys like chris here that's wearing <laughs> 30 going have 27 hours a week in field service on top of the you know so yeah uh what are so why do you how are the politics um because it was very kind of ripped from the headlines back in the day having watched newsroom it
1: feels very Aaron Sorkin and it's bent. How is you know, it been very
0: a, the, the, the very, crisis very kind of like. This was all like, especially season one is pre 9 11. And I'm fuzzy about like what were the politics of the day. Uh, the story is. I mean, this is at the end of the Clinton I, I think years.
1: Syria has like attacked something in the US and they need to respond with some show of force the the new president martin sheen Mm -hmm. is like we need to send a clear message that the u.s will not tolerate even one u.s citizen dying uh and so he wants to like super overreact to it so pretty pretty still topical kind of yeah but then the the generals that he's in the room with are like we will draw up that plan but when they come back they lay out the plan to just fucking devastate like hundreds and hundreds of citizens, Mm -hmm. innocent people in this country and Mm -hmm. say, this is a terrible idea. And the generals say that. Yes. And he finally turns around and says, you're right. Uh, perhaps, perhaps we should just go in with an appropriate response, Mm. which is to bomb these things that, you know, they, they know they're going to bomb already and they've already
0: cleared out days ago. And, so do you think that overall, I mean, that's just, uh, is that a that's one episode one example. arc? Or? Yeah, I'm
1: only a few episodes in, like I said. Um, yeah. Some of it is dealing with like, you know, the president being a little bit out of it and they're establishing a lot of
0: character stuff right now. Because he's pretty so, blue. Um, the uh, the president Sheen, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, he, he was actually pretty blue, blue blood, right? Rich, wealthy.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Like most presidents are. Uh-huh. Um, but his kind of angle is, I'm a new president. I'm in here, and I'm going to do some good. Mm. You know, like it's not going to be politics as usual in my in my administration, right? Um, so that's kind of how it it's starts. Well worn Sorkin,
0: well worn Sorkin routine. Yeah, it
1: feels very much like newsroom mm. uh, from that angle. But I think Martin Sheen does a fan fucking tastic job mm-hmm. as a president. He is when he needs to be aloof, he is aloof. When he needs to be very forceful and persuasive and angry, he can do that with authority yeah uh and i was i was just blown away by him in this
0: i'm curious to see one thing i want you to touch back with me on is when you get to like 2001 2002 season which would be season three season four i'd like to see how the show's tone changes if at all oh because it's not just 9-11 it's also the end of the bush year or end of clinton versus the beginning of bush years Okay. And how that shapes kind of uh, Sheen's presidency and how he approaches the world and whether they, you know, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, how, how, how Sorkin it gets, but yeah, I, sure. I have a lot of fond memories. My favorite episode, the one that clearly sticks out in my mind was a fun one where it's like Thanksgiving and the president is, like, obsessed with cooking the perfect turkey. Okay. And he's like, oh, the president is on hold with the Tyson turkey line trying to get Uh, the definitive answer about whether you put the roast inside a turkey or not and how you baste it. And it's like, I don't know, Martin Sheen seemed to have a lot of fun with it, and I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, this president is a lot like the bill pullman president in independence day yeah where he's got like he definitely has a handle on his professional life but he's also this really nice compassionate caring kind guy of wonky. kind of
0: kind of a goof
1: yeah yeah he's not he's not just this big wig politician but that's kind he's of will McAvoy.
0: that's very sorkiny too it's the will mcavoy like he can be this gravitas in front of the camera but then he's also Smoking dope and playing his guitar. And
1: sure, Ma- McAvoy has less of the what cool I would call compassionate oh. angle. Oh yeah, like this guy seems like a nice, a good family man, and like he he just really has his life together in a lot of ways that Will McAvoy doesn't. I think, yeah. uh, or at least at the beginning of the series, he doesn't. Hmm. If I were to compare the two beginnings, uh, so I I don't know. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, it's but it's a show I definitely can't background watch, so it's going to take forever to get through. Sure.
0: Um, I my go-to is uh, Dual Survivor. There's been having a lot of like twelve-hour marathons of that on Discovery, so I've like taped them all. Uh So whenever I need to do some work, Uh I like I just sit there and I'll be working, and then I'll hear like Joe scream, and it's like, oh, he's about to kill something, or him and Cody are going to get in a fight, or Uh I haven't seen any of the new ones where they, you know, because Cody got booted off the show because of a whole bunch of bullshit, Uh and it was Joe and this kind of neo paleo hippie guy okay like he's a tree hugging paleo hippie guy and Wait, so they
1: booted the military guy and no, brought no, in another Joe, hippie? It's, it's
0: it's the gung-ho oh cody was the barefoot cody was the barefoot okay hippie all right um, i thought it was the but other way but kind of still like i respect cody a lot even uh-huh. though he, he goofy you know little sure. little tree huggy too but um uh, their dynamic man is just like I thought Joe was always a little afraid of Cody. So uh, uh, there that always kind of like was dampening like how much he could just be openly mocking of mm. his his stuff. Um, but man, Joe just like starts off completely not respecting this granola chewing, loincloth cloth wearing uh dude do you think that the producers specifically picked this guy for that reason or i I don't know because it's also funny like joe will go out to butcher a fucking moose or something Uh uh-huh and he comes traipsing back and because there's one guy this guy he doesn't know just how to like live he like joe will come back and he has made fucking hammocks and tiki torches and he's got glass with like little bam glass you know bamboo glasses with little bamboo umbrellas it's like something out of Ma- madagascar the the <laughs> cartoon like when marty made the full bamboo bar and everything uh, and like she can't believe it sometimes it's you know it's like you right. come back to cody and cody had made fire great this guy's yeah, got yeah. A fire and a barca lounger built for him <laughs> it's just their personal interactions even though it's stupid mm-hmm. and i don't feel like i'm learning anything from the show it's it's super light uh type of comedy right. yeah it's the that's background watch scale sure. of one to ten how excited are you about house of cards after, as soon as we get done with this we are beginning our little mini marathon and just so you know well i posted about this on the forums but I re, and i'm about to backfill the upcoming schedule but we're going to have a podcast out today uh monday wednesday friday and every monday wednesday friday for the next four weeks after that four weeks That's oh, yeah, I guess that would be 13 adds up to 13.
1: okay
0: (laughs) I think my math is correct. Uh, And we're doing it that way because what we found out, you know, is when we released them all at once, it was super fun. It was a great experiment. I don't know that we could do it crazy on top of the schedule we already got. Yeah, Um, but it didn't leave any room for feedback. Uh, And also we had this weird inverted uh, curve where everyone listened to the first episode and the last episode. And then in the middle, it got very, very sparse. Yeah. So this we're hoping to spice space it out, space it out, spice it up, and get some more feedback involved. Yep. Spacey it out. Um, uh
1: so Freddie's dead.
0: What? Or, well, Freddy's out of the show as far say. as I know. Fuck he's, you. he's not
1: dead. Uh Freddie's gone, so it's like an eight. I'm looking for Freddie to come back. If the ribs come back, it'll go up to at least a nine, maybe a ten. Uh
0: I don't know. I just you know, I know there's people that hate this show. Uh I yeah, listened yeah. to Seppin' and, and Feinberg's take. And I was getting angry uh, listening to it. Uh, but I just really like Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright and watching them be awful and say things it's silky smooth. Okay. It's just very entertaining. So I'm I'm like at a nine. I was at a ten and Sepinwall brought me down. <laughs> Sepinwall brought me down. There's a That's Time shame. article where they said it's like the worst season ever. So we got that going. Worst for season ever? There were only two other seasons. Yeah, like well. I found last season hugely entertaining. They were talking about how like you can say that about the Simpsons, but to say worst season ever about how, how all of Frank's all of Frank's opposition was pushovers. I thought I thought Tusk was was a formidable adversary. I did too. I like Tusk a lot. So like if you don't buy that he could take Francis to the mat, then okay, I guess. But here's the thing: I'm worried about Frank has nowhere to go
1: from here. He is spoiler alert the president of he the united the, states yes he is the potus uh what 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 is the plot of this one him trying to keep his presidency him trying to get rightfully elected like i <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like just, it's not good enough that I swindled my way in. I want to get elected for this shit. What what's going on?
0: I don't know. I just saw Freddie. Uh, Freddie C said, "Hey, just because I've missed the last three lunches with Jim and aaron's doesn't mean I'm dead." <laughs> not the same, <saying> Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> Freddie. Although I'm sure you uh, cook a mean barbecue too. He could. Um, what were you saying? Because I was uh, tutorpated. You there's nowhere for him to go. Wh- right. Where does Frank Underwood go from here? Where do you go? That is up. Emperor. Of the known universe, Ming the Merciless. All right, okay. It's turning into Flash Gordon after this year. <laughs> this is the last year, though, right? I, I think thought so. that. Yeah, they said that. Hmm. One of the things that kind of made my eyebrows go up is uh, Seppenwall and, and Feinberg made comments about, you know, maybe they do something in further seasons. But they haven't seen the first three episodes, and I don't think they care enough about the show to know about it having a definitive arc. But I'd be kind of surprised mm. if this is not a definitive end. Like maybe the downfall
1: of yeah, Frank Underwood? Yeah, it's the downfall of
0: the House of Underwood. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it it kind of has to be, unless it's just, I mean, it might be entertaining to see Fran- uh, like a steamrolling, uh, merciless, uh, by any means necessary president being like a wildly popular, successful president. <laughs> okay. I mean, I could get behind that. Just like he just gets things done. Hmm. Everything four years after Frank takes office. The Yeah, those things
1: I feel all problem like solved. He's not looking to solve problems. He's looking to gain uh respect and leave a legacy.
0: Uh Spencer H. said he's gonna be gunning for the leader of the UN. Uh is
1: that more powerful?
0: I don't think so. Is that so. more po- No I don't uh. think so. But that would be if there was like a league of like I said, Supreme Emperor of the, of the world. I'm sure that's where you go for next. Yep. Uh, Krusty's wanting to know... Actually, Anthony B. Uh, wants to know if we would consider doing a live watch of one or two episodes.
1: Mm, yeah, maybe. Why not? Why not? This, this is
0: going to be weird times because we're going to be watching them like on the weekends and the evenings and all these other things. I mean, I guess we could yeah are you saying you want us to actually do a live watch or you want us to just record us watching it because the latter is a lot easier to put forward than the former sure sure live watching on cameras is a not a big thing. thing live watching scheduling all that stuff's kind of a. Uh, i don't i'm not sure if it would if it would benefit us the way we're doing these kind of out of out of bounds yeah and these are all as is our
1: house of cards tradition going to be instant cast so
0: Ooh, is this is uh, turned into the House of weird. Cards podcast. Dan G said, "World, World War Three breaks out. Who do you want, President Underwood or President Bartlett?
1: Ooh, ooh, I want, I want Sheen
0: there. I want Sheen. I think that, like, because Francis does not care about the live spit in the military. No. no. Uh and as a as a person with a lot of sympathy for the fighting man and women, uh, I would <laughs> think that he would be. Uh, kind of like uh, who's that guy from Futurama? The the captain that's like uh, he sent wave after he 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 sent wave after wave of his own men on the kilobots until they hit their kill kill counter and disable. Like that's the that's the his uh, goddamn what huh. the fuck, commander shit commander shit that's, that's his, his name, name. Yep. um anyway zap brannigan there you go oh okay yeah, yeah. uh i i think bartlett would you you want a guy that would kind of uh take a long view and and cool things down yeah yeah you I'm, don't want I'm someone just going to go in there and drop bombs and all that shit um oh jesus christ is the dress blue and black or white and gold i honestly don't know because I I. Some of these images have to be photoshopped because the real dress is like a vivid blue with 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 black trim. I I I've seen all the scientific explanations. I don't see how it could be white and gold. There's got to be a white and gold dress or colorblind people might see it very differently. I think I, I what I think's happened is someone has posted a negative version of the image and is trolling us all. Could be. Uh, frankly, I don't give a shit. Yes. How about that? That's another... I do not fucking care. Everyone, everyone (laughs) on the internet is debating... It's like my Facebook is obsessed with this fucking dress. Yeah, I... If you're commenting about the dress, I'm going to ignore you. Sorry. Uh Uh-oh. There you go, (laughs) Louie.
1: Ignored. What's your Twitter handle so I can block you?
0: (laughs) Oh, Freddie C wants to know, do you guys think Frank is going to hit the nuke button before it's all over? Possibly. I don't think... I don't think they're going to nuke anybody, but I would bet a lot that there is going to be mention of the nuclear football and launch codes oh, and yeah. the, the possibility. He's going to get off to that, having those codes,
1: being able to push the button,
0: using that as leverage. Is he going to? Is he going to fuck Meacham on top of the briefcase <laughs> containing the nuclear launch codes? He's going, going to codes. ride the bomb in. He's got to rub the launch fucking Meacham's nipples and ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh uh-huh yeah claire's gonna be in there somewhere too Uh trying to trying to get in trying to but you know uh frank and
1: misham are going at it too hot and heavy for her to (laughs) butt in
0: (laughs) that's what it feels like (laughs) that's what it feels like i feel like she gets uh she kind of gets ignored in these uh threesomes um what what do you think about the show just going gonzo and it actually being all
1: out war like world war three by the time this thing's over
0: it's not that type of show i agree yeah that's like, you know, like what, you know, what would make Aaron hate the house of cards? There you go. <laughs> it turns into uh, edge of tomorrow. All right. All right. What else we got to talk about?
1: I don't know. Uh, I've been just working my ass off on club Bald move stuff. Yeah. A Why a lot of people have issues logging into the forums and linking their accounts and stuff. And I've been helping them through that. Yep. Uh, been trying to update the website with, stuff that will help club members
0: find club member type shit. Yeah. I've, I've started backfilling the back. About, I've got almost all the lunch with Jim and Aaron's loaded now. So if you hit, if, if you go to your account page, there should be an archive that has all the listings. If you miss some of them, you go know, go back and see We had you know, some of them are more interesting than others. Uh, the holiday ones are really good. I thought, um, but yeah. And other than that, I've been trying to squeeze in a couple hours of destiny here and there. You, and me both, brother. You, and me both. <laughs> Not much time for that, though. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe we can uh, do some two player co op this weekend. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I need to get my uh, my weekly rate in online stuff, like yeah. online co op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no. I'd local... be down for that. No, there is local. There's no local co op.
1: Oh well, no, we set it up locally.
0: Oh, if you we mean am I dragging
1: in? my PlayStation
0: over here? No, 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 no. Okay. But yeah, I, okay. I think we could do um, uh, some, some network co op. All right. Get a fire team together. Yeah. Uh Let's see. Oh, snap. What the hell? Oh, snap. I think skit? you guys just came with a new skit. What are you referring to? Is this to? Meacham and... meet
1: Meach- Oh, Meacham, Meacham and... and... I, I'm not sure. Meacham in the middle.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, with Brian Cranston. Uh, yeah, with Brian Cranston and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Brian Cranston, uh, Cranston, Cranston. And it would just be... It's Brian it Cranston. Would... That's his poor name. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be Meacham standing to the side while Brian
1: Cranston and Kevin Spacey decide what positions they're going to be in, who's mm-hmm. going to be fucking who. And Meacham is just standing there observing this. i see seen Brian
0: Cranston in a uh, Robin... Uh, right dress with the with the Robin Wright wig on and he's like just Uh just straight up playing Robin Robin Wright sure yeah I like it but you know we've seen he he, we've seen him in his underwear enough I think he pulled that off I think he might have dressed up as Skylar one one year as well Ooh, now we're talking uh just bought a three-in-one Ness super ness NES and, and sega, sega system any game suggestions oh yeah. i got a ton um okay is that the retron 5 is that i don't know what you what, what nerd those? talk you are but i do want to address this guys uh first of all ness uh, rc pro am best okay. racing game of all fucking time it's a, it's a good one
1: it's uh, a good one. Uh,
0: I, I mean they're in the standbys legend of zelda super mario 3 uh blaster master Sure. Super Nintendo, you got to check out uh, Super Metroid. Street Fighter, obviously. I love Pilot Wings back in the day.
1: Uh, Link to the Past, which is another Zelda game. Mm, Super Mario World, like there are so many good ones. Tetris is uh, one of my favorites on the NES. They have like a
0: Tetris party Burger Time.
1: Burger Time's awesome.
0: I I think um, some real classics. Let's see. Uh, Mega Man games. There's also yeah you've got a whole collection, by all the Mega Man games are awesome. Mega Man Two in particular. Um, you could check out the Metal Gear, the the one that started them all. That's actually surprisingly fun. Is it? Um, Castlevania. Yeah, Castlevania Two is really awesome. Uh, I, base is it called Base Wars?
1: There's this one game for the NES.
0: Battletoads, especially if you can do a restart point, Battletoads and Ninja Gaiden are fantastic, but they're too fucking hard otherwise. Check out Hmm. Base Wars. It's a baseball simulator, only the baseballs uh, men are robots, Mm -hmm. and it's really advanced for the day, and they got large, colorful sprites, but there's like... Wheel-based robots, so, uh, humanoid robots that have legs, hover robots, tank tread robots. Mm. You can upgrade their armor and their performances, and your pitcher actually pitches the ball out of a cannon. You can. Uh, it's just like super, super fun. Uh, and it's got really solid baseball mechanics too. And when you steal bases, instead of just, it's kind of like Blades of Glory style, you beat the shit out of the other robot, and that resolves any conflict over whether you got on base or not. Nice. So you have combat abilities and and oh, all that stuff too. Sounds cool.
1: Uh, speaking of sports games, uh, I'm going to go with the the football esque one first. Powerball on the Sega Genesis was always yes. one of my favorite ones. Yes. That's another like robot, blood bowl feature, of, Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, where you upgrade stats and all that stuff, and that was really cool. And then on the NES, one of my f- easily my favorite baseball game is Baseball Stars. I love that game. Mm. Uh, it's fairly easy to hit home runs, especially if you use the the baseball stars team uh with like lefty and some other guys on it uh that, i'm a little that's, light that's on genesis
0: game. recommendations because i was a nintendo guy i was sonics too. are pri- surprisingly solid um there's yeah. vector man which is really fun yes um i mean there's, there's some Fox weird stuff like for- toe jam
1: and earl on the genesis mm-hmm. uh I I the used best to like Mortal- Altered Beast, but I went back and I played it and oh, it's, it's fucking bad. terrible. It's yeah. bad.
0: It was a launch title. And <laughs> yeah. the graphics were good for the day because it's kind mm-hmm. of like really that class of arcade good. Yeah but no, it doesn't hold up. No. Nope. Uh I got yeah. I did the same thing when I had a kid. I went and bought a bunch of the classic stuff, and yeah. that was one where I was like, Man, this thing does not fucking hold up. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, not even fun to play. Uh Solar Jet Man. Hmm for the Nintendo was this really fun, like a uh, lunar lander type thing where you have different planets of different gravity and you got to tow parts back to your spaceship. And that I, I found that surprisingly deep and a lot of fun. Uh, I could probably name games all day. Hey, that's uh, the thing. Like I, I don't want to, Overwhelm you with stuff, but there's a lot. I
1: mean, there are a thousand games sure. in the Nintendo catalog, you know? Yeah, and there's or some games were great
0: for the day, and there's some games that still are fun and hold up, like yeah. Mario Brothers. Those, those games all hold up. Try Mario Brothers 2. Trip acid, smoke weed, and try I... Mario Brothers 2 because it doesn't make a fucking damn lit of, uh, lick of sense.
1: I like all of the number twos of Nintendo series. Like Super Mario Brothers 2, it's not really a Super Mario Brothers game, but. I like it a lot, and then Zelda 2, Link to the past, or very sorry, different. not Link to the past. Adventures of Link. Yep. It's a side scroller. Well,
0: a, kinda. The dungeons were side scroller. You have an there's old. There's an, an overhead the overworld, map. Yeah.
1: yeah, you've got a, kind of like a Final Fantasy esque mm-hmm. um, over map, but yeah, most of that game, the action parts of that game are side scrolling, and they're very different. Mm. I,
0: I like that a lot. I, was just, I just thought of oh, the classic Batman the movie tie-in for the first Tim Burtonman was a surprisingly solid Batman game. And in fact, my favorite Batman until the, um, BioWare. Who's the ones that, uh, Oh, the ones that just came out, the asylum and the cities. Um, all right, we got to move on. That's, that's, I hope you got your money's worth there, (laughs) Louis. Uh, Chris Chambers Chambers said, what if I said I want to become a man cheater right now? I'm pretty sure that's an altered beast reference.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's an Altered Beast reference. There's also a game on the Nintendo called
0: Cheetah Man. Cheetah, so, <laughs> Cheetah Man 2, I think, is the name of it. Have you seen the classic uh, Mr. Science Theater uh, three, uh, 3000 Puma Man? Yeah, I, no, but I've heard of it. You oh, reference Puma Man. I love Puma while. Man. Um, it's great. Don't buy Cheetah Man 2. It's a bad game, and it's very, very expensive. Uh, don't know if you all watched the first episode of the new season, of House of Cards. No, we are we we are literally doing it. We got your sp- Spoiler email and we averted our eyes. We are sitting down to do it as soon as we're done with this uh, lunch with Jim and Aaron. Uh, Freddie C says, what's the cutoff date for switching over from Patreon to club bulb move? Don't know. Um, not sooner than a month, not more than three months. There'll be, there, yeah. there's a couple things we're waiting on, but yeah. And and what honestly, I'm doing now, I don't know if you guys noticed, but if you're at any level of Patreon, you get everything. I've been posting yeah. all the content to Patreon tier because if you're essentially doing anything on Patreon, you qualify for the Club Bald Move membership.
1: Yeah, now and, that we're at the end of a
0: month, honestly, there's no reason not to switch over sure. at this point. Um, although we don't have, I maybe hang around on Patreon until we get this email alert system, if you're using the email okay. alerts. If that's um, all you... Use yeah. but once we get that, I think it's it's going to be way better to just go to club ball move. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the answer for that. Uh, oh god, yes, uh, Freddy C wants to throw Chrono Trigger yeah. if you like uh JRPGs or RPGs in, in general. It's a class, it's one of the best for Super Nintendo. When he says Final Fantasy 3, does he mean Japanese or American? I don't know the difference. I was never final, I was a Dragon Warrior guy. Okay. And then I got burnt out on, and I've never played CRPGs since. Huh. Like, I don't even like the, you know, dragon, or uh, what's the fucking, uh, the one that everyone's shitting their pants about, the Elder Scrolls stuff. Oh, Dragon Age? Yeah, I don't even yeah. like that stuff. I, I've i never played a Dragon Age game. They look kind of janky to me. Drag? What the hell are you talking about? I'm not talking about Dragon Age. I'm talking about Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, I've played the last three of those,
1: Skyrim. Of you, you're all open. about them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I really love them. I think the, I like the openness of them. You just go out there and explore and do your thing. And I played like 100 plus hours of Skyrim.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I just uh, really burnt myself out on RPGs. Yeah. So, Scott, Destiny is the first one in a long time I played that has any kind of RPG element, mm-hmm. which is not not much. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, it became the NES Cast at the end. We're going to get off the House of Cards. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll have another one of these next Friday. Uh, I'm going to get scheduled over the weekend. And I uh, hope you enjoy the House of Cards coverage starting up. And uh, we'll probably see you on the live cast for Walking Dead next on Saturday, Sunday. All right. Cool. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. See you.